Are you ready to get out of your head and into the heart? Into the heart space, an intentional space for deep diving, heartfelt conversations, spiritual discussion, and conscious raising content. I'm Kelly Keith, and I'm so grateful to be here creating with you all. So let's get cozy into our hearts and rise together once again. All right, Heart Space, I'm super jazzed to have with us today Trent Rhodes, who is an amazing being here doing awesome stuff, but also a dear friend. Trent is a career development consultant, literary artist, and metaphysician with a focus on empowering clients to become their highest self-image in their careers. As a coach offering bespoke services, he challenges the powerful, conscious, and driven to take the next step and transform at their edge. Experience in the Gestalt style coaching mythology, he combines his passion for tapping into the powers of the subconscious mind with energy modalities including Reiki, Qigong, meditation, martial arts, and the power of words through writing and speech. Trent, we did it. We've done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, my pleasure. It's funny to see where our first uh, recording time was going to be back in April and to see how much has changed and where we are and to see where this conversation will lead is really exciting to me. Yeah. So let's just kind of dive in. You do many things. I've experienced the many things you do in a couple of different ways as well. Um, how did you get to where you are and what's going on? Let's just kind of dive on in right there. Uh, I think, let's see, as far back I would go with that, because um, it all connects to a, a self-development path for me. And so I would have to trace it back to 10, 10 years old. And uh, I was, funnily, I was watching The Karate Kid, the classic Ralph Macchio movie. And uh, I was in the living room. I remember it was dark, so I turned the lights off so I could really focus on the movie. And then uh, mid-movie, I decided to pause it, cassette tape, of course, and then uh, I went into the living room and got the yellow pages. So I'm flipping through the yellow pages, and I'm like, I have to find a karate school. I have to find a karate school. And I found a Taekwondo school. So I had no idea what that was, but it was martial arts, and it was very close in the city. So I harassed my mother to find a, uh, a sample class. So we called the place up. Went there, um, I had a sample class, these two Korean uh, young guys, they were very nice, they showed me how to tie my belt for the first time, they saw me struggling in the changing room, yeah. and, uh, you know, there was a warmth there that I immediately recognized, the smell of the, the, the dojong is what we call it, um, another word for dojo, something about it was just very natural, and I took the sample class and I, I loved it, long story short, that was at 10, uh, I trained at that school from about 10 to 13, and I was there every day, I mean, literally mm. every day, 15 minutes. Um, what I found, as I'm thinking about it now, is that this was instrumental because it was a lot of body-mind integration. So we're learning how to move, we're learning how to breathe, we're learning how to control energy, and at that age, we're not using really that kind of advanced language, but that's what we're doing, um, essentially. So I continue to practice. Um, up until now, and you know, so some over 20 years 
of, of practice, uh, different schools, different teachers, um, now more so independently. And that's always been at the background of, of my path. And so in combination with that, I had a strong interest in education. And really the goal was how do I, if I can do, if I can do something, how do I do other things? And what do I need to do? What do I need to learn so that I can learn how to do other things? And uh, around that time, we started having access to the internet, I believe. And so uh, I remember the old 28K modem, the very slow one. And uh, we had one huge computer, and I would just go online and just search up stuff. I would just type in, you know, the, the fancy browser at the time, the AOL. And uh, <laughs> I would search up, you know mind, meditation, energy, like whatever came to mind on these topics, I would search it up and I would print it out and I would read and I would just do this constantly outside of uh, formal schooling. And over time, what I sense occurred was really just an integration. So it's got the, the personal learning there, the martial training, formal schooling, social life, all these other avenues started coming together. However, the core of it was this, this internal development. Um, at that time, then I discovered the Qigong energy practice and really specific techniques on how to apply this stuff in a, in a practical way. Um, so it's always been there. And the focus on education led me into working with university. Uh, so I had a number of positions at the University of Phoenix. I was an enrollment advisor, uh, admissions person. I was a liaison. I was for some reason, I was always in a position where the student had a situation and I was there to help them not resolve it, but actually see mm. their situation better, right? And I could just kind of step back. And uh, this was repeatable. And, and I recognized something was going on in education as well because the students were taking these classes. They were learning information. However, the challenge was for them to be able to take the information and then apply it. So how do they actually make this stuff concrete and I was usually in the middle to help them make that bridge from that connection. Um, and so that's when my my thinking started to take place about value, like how can I add value outside of a formal job uh, with this kind of skill. And I took another position at the Art Institute. Uh, there I was a career, a student employment advisor first and then a career advisor. Uh, so a total of about four to five years with that that organization um, in a career development capacity. And that's where I really saw the importance of mindset and consciousness and awareness and being in alignment to do practical things in life. Um, I was often helping the, the students and the grads with their chakras, right? <laughs> Rather than going on interviews and, and updating the resumes, right? This is a part of the job, but these conversations always ended up ended up tending to float in the direction of consciousness. And no matter how how well their their preparations were, like technical skill, they weren't securing interviews. They they weren't progressing because of this uh, out of alignment. So would you share that like very directly, or was it more like you sharing different ways that they could be bringing more consciousness? To their body and into the chakra system and kind of helping navigate that where you're just kind of like so I'm going to share something with you it's called the chakras and that's what we're going to do to, to develop your career 
No, not not directly. Uh, and it's it's something um, I've learned, which I call it I, the, the term that I've come across was prime directive. And uh, but the concept I think people in in the consciousness community will recognize that you know the, there's a there's an important not restraint, but there's an important self control that that we have or, or are obligated to have to not like hurl a ton of information at people when they're not inviting it, right? If they're not ready, then, you know, don't throw it. So what I would do is I would, I would, uh, I would introduce it through, like, a side door. So I would say, if they're stressed out about an interview, I would say, close your eyes and let's do some breathing, right? No, no, no specific terms, but we'll just do breathing. And then I guide them through the breathing, and they, they, they do, do the practice. Mm-hmm. And then I would explain what that is. Um, if they're more curious, then we can go deeper into that. But small ways like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was working in uh, a tech startup doing biz dev for a little bit right before India. There was times where like I find like someone was like interested or something. You know, like I was just I was very me. I had my my zen den. I made my desk a little zen den. And there would be times people would just start to ask little questions. I started the meditation program in the office. So people started to ask. A few people received Reiki, and I'm like, all right, we're here. And I remember a few times we got into conversation, and, like, we were at, like, level, like, two. And then I got so excited, I went to, like, level seven or nine real quick, and I just looked at their face, and I was just like, I'm sorry. That was inappropriate. I'm so sorry. Like, we shouldn't have gone. I'm, I'm back. Let <laughs> it loose by accident. Yeah, it, it um... You know, and, and I find that it's it's a uh, it's an indicator, right? You know, you kind of test the waters, and, you know, share a little bit, and if it's too much, you kind of hold off a little bit. The person's ready. Yeah. So actually, let's dance that. I feel like we're kind of in, getting into an interesting time where like people are starting are like different levels of their awakening, but there's more people who are now awakening. As we talked about, like it's coming, like the mass disruption's coming. But like, so for anyone out there who's listening and you know, I'll show my tidbits after as we kind of go in, but, like, for people who are so jazzed and, like, they're having these new, like, downloads and uploads and every which way things coming through, and they're so excited they want to share this with people, like, maybe some, like, tips of ways to start to navigate the, that conversation and, like, test the waters and, like, good, like, grounded places to start, and what are nice ways to share this beautiful consciousness in ways that's more seed planting and keeps everyone in a comfort zone and in like a safe place to kind of keep it well. Sure. Um, I would say if, if it's if in a beginning stage, it's important to, to it, because there's so much excitement about it. Like I understand it. There, there's this, it's, it's light, you know, light is information, it's energy, it's, it's understanding. So, that essentially changes our entire function and, and how we live, and we want to be able to share that with people. The enthusiasm in the very beginning, though, I would suggest to curtail it and just hold it for self until there is comfort with that information. Um, the, the second point I would recommend is also getting into a community, um, is finding a space where there are more people who are thinking this way, Maybe they don't necessarily agree with 100% of what is being experienced. However, the core is that there's an openness there. There's an openness to question. Uh, other people are having alternative experiences, more consciousness-based experiences. So that, that creates a, a foundation for discussion. At the very least, 
asking the question won't sound crazy in an environment like that. And because that individual is in the beginning stage, if, if that's, that's what we're talking about, the refinement of delivery is it needs it needs practice. So all to say how to how to talk about that with people who are of like mind is one thing, but how to talk about it with people who are not yet there or in that space yet is a totally different skill. Mm -hmm. And so it, it requires practice. I would just practice on people who are already practicing on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They're both there experimenting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, community and then also just taking time to digest the knowledge. Let the knowledge integrate into the body uh, observed experiences. Um, for example, let's use uh, let's use emotions, right? Emotions and energy, for example. So if I come to the realization that certain emotions can affect my my energy, right? I make this connection. If I, I want to immediately start telling people that because I came to this realization, I will be better if I then start to live and observe how this is happening to me. I will develop more case studies, more anecdotes more personal experiences and references that I can use because people are going to have questions. They're going to say, well, what, what the hell are you talking about? Well, here's an example, right? When this happens, when that happens, when I've done, right? You, you just build a better bank or better library before being able to, you know, give everyone the candy. So <laughs> Play in the seeds before scooping up the harvest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great example of this, too, that it was like such a juicy moment of yesterday the conversation held with my mother after years of seed planting where we were able to be in a space of talking about like patterns that we have and talking about how the way that we operate before we come online is like really from everything that's happened from zero to seven and so we went uh, habit and pattern hunting together and we're able to find like reasons that things are happening and like in a way that she wasn't defensive of her personality and all this, and I was just like, we're here! And like being able to talk about like how I open up the spaces and this and that, and like it was all there. It's like this has been years in the making. And it was like such a juicy, like, yeah, so like the patience, just like staying, staying the course and just allowing, just planting seeds as we go and the conversations will unfold as they're meant to. Uh, <laughs> there, there also is a, a principle of know the, the importance of give and take or or uh, karma or cause and effect these all relate to the importance of the individual having to put forth effort so if, if someone wants to know we we kind of have to get a give I think if I'm not physically giving material to gain the knowledge but I'm giving my attention I'm giving my my effort I'm giving my awareness I'm giving something in exchange to receive whatever that, that seed is. So why that exists is because energy moves. It has to continue to flow. It has to continue to transform. Um, and so the patience I totally agree with. And then observing, you know, is, is the individual asking more questions? Are they seeking on their own? You know, what, what efforts are they putting forth? The universe will, will take care of them, you know, in, in the way that they need to. Always fun. Um, kind of going off of the attention, going through, 
conversation you and I have just had numerous times, but I find great value in it, and I find other conversations likewise happening all the time. Both of us refuse to be just masters of one tree, and we do many things. You do many things all the way through very well, from what I've observed and experienced in our friendship. In moving through the different places, one, the golden gem of just because we can do everything doesn't mean we should, uh, which I've been applying as much as possible, keep going through, learning curves. But what are some other uh, tools and practical ways that people who are like, listen, I know I'm not meant to just do one thing, and I'm an advocate for, like, that's way, we're way beyond having to just do one thing if, like, we're in it. What are some ways for people out there who are like, I'm doing a bajillion things, but I'm overwhelmed, or they're like, I feel like I'm stuck in a box because I'm making myself just be a master of one trade. How can we utilize all the different parts of ourselves, but in a way that maintains efficiency and self-care? Sure. This is uh, this goes right into talent assessment. Um, it's extremely important. I'm glad you asked it. It really is about um, prioritizing the the value of the skill or the strength of the talent. And so, I would ask that individual, what are the strongest talents that emerge right now? So, not the ones that they like to do, but what are the talents that are very strong now? Because there's a reason why there's an affinity towards being good at that thing, for, for whatever reason. It could be genetic, past life, whatever, whatever case may be, that individual is endowed with certain capacities already. What are those strongest talents? And begin to, to rate those. And then we can go into what do we like to do. So we have a column of actual talents that can be utilized, and then those that we want. And then it comes down to priority and creating an ecosystem. And all that means is how to create how to create different pathways to express those talents and likes so that they are linked. And so I, I, when I hear this, like master master of the uh, jack of all trades, master of none, yeah, master of none, right? Yeah. So I, I just think it's a I get it, but I don't think it has to be that way if we assess properly and look at ways to build a relationship between the talents. So let's let's take some examples. Let's say um, let's say someone is a very good card player, right? Let's say cards. They love cards. They're amazing at, you know, being able to sit at the table and read people and things like this. So within that talent of playing cards, there are several sub skills in there that can be applied in other ways. Hmm. So if this person is very good at reading people they could also be a good psychologist. They could also be a good coach. They could also be a, a good analyst, right? These are, these are all other skills or, ta- or or abilities that could be applied in other ventures. So you're a card player, right? That's max. You got that down. That's easy. Then an analyst. Then a psychologist. Then a coach. So that means if, let's say you don't want to do any of that stuff, but coaching might sound okay. You play poker very well. You can be a coach and coach people on how to be a good poker player because you can already read people. So you got two now verticals or two ventures. And then maybe you want to introduce different angles on poker from your experience. Well, you then can write about it. 
or then you can do an audio about it. You could hire somebody to to write what you say. So that's three. So you got author, you got uh, coach, you got poker player. So really, you can do this with any kind of talent. Where you are looking at the talent itself, and then what are the capacities within the talent that can be applied in, in other ways. So it really comes down to not. It's not like separate fields entirely that are ignorant of each other. They all harmonize. You, you're using the same talent. Sometimes I'm just anyone who's listening. Like if there's a skill set or like something that you always saw with something fun that you do like well, like and you're just like wow, I can like now make this a living and like a lifestyle. Please comment what your like, the thing is, that's changed that for you. That's so empowering to be able to take, like, oh, what's something I enjoy doing and I do well, and, like, how can I build so many other avenues around this and do the communication? If we think about it, the thing that, things that we do well, people tend to ask us about it. Like, they tend to ask us to help them with it, or they tend to wonder how we're good at that thing, whatever it is. Um, so that's an, another indicator to look at to find out if that actually is in a natural affinity. It, uh, are people constantly asking me to help them with this thing? Am I, oh, am I solving people's problems with this thing? Uh, am I energized by this thing? Does it actually take me a lot of effort to do this thing? Um, do I feel better when I do the thing? Do I feel de-energized when I'm not doing the thing? Um, do they kind of act like, like these independent things inside of us that, that call to us to express them? Um, so yeah, very important to look at. Hobbies, even like the, the most basic hobby. Like I had one of, um, and this is how I was getting into writing. I would, I would, when I was like 12, I would just take notebooks, school notebooks, and I would draw the Power Rangers. Remember that? It's okay. <laughs> I was drawing the Power Ranger comic, and the heads would be horrible, right? So my my drawing skill was not up to par. But I would write the script. You know, I would write the stories, I would do the little bubbles, and I was relentless with this thing. I would just write and write and write, and I loved to do it. Just Nobody had to tell me to do it. Um, I would just go. I would find note pieces of notebook paper, and I would just write by hand. I have piles of this stuff. Um, but what what we don't realize, I think, sometimes is that the play of the, the hobby is actually the skill building. So it's not like we, we had to go to school and go through a formal education and get a degree in some of these hobbies. The mere playing with the hobby is actually the skill. That's the education. We're getting better just by playing. Right? Yeah. You know, think about it. Uh, love it. Yeah, it's um, thinking back to school. Like anytime someone talks about, like, old, like, as a kid, like, the things he did, I really wanted to try to do, like, fashion designing, like, I, like, would, like, draw all stuff, and it was terrible, <laughs> like, no, I, like, I made, like, a really cool, like, uh, PJ line, like, I was about, like, just, like, like, comfy gear, like, I remember, like, like, some of the pants were just, like, these, like, groovy, like, they had, like, lions on them, and, like, but, like, like, it looked, obviously looked so much cooler in my head, then I looked at it on paper, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go back to writing my short stories. <laughs> Interestingly, that that's like it's almost like your style though. Like when I see you and you have like the the flowy pants mm-hmm. and the, like that's it. Yeah. You're, you're like wearing, you're wearing it. Yeah. Maybe I should maybe I should just like recreate that now. Maybe I should just like I I appreciate that I embody like the lion ass. I'll take that. Like that that's groovy. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, words. 
So Trent and I are both writers, as you know, listeners, I'm sure. We actually met through a writing event, followed up by another event where we actually connected. Um, but we share the love of words and the power of them. Um, Trent, why do you love words? What's your What's your relationship and love for words? Uh, let's see. There's so many, so many dimensions to this. Uh, it's, it's the ability to communicate me telepathy, mm-hmm. and somebody out there might be like, what? Like, what? I thought telepathy was just, you know, mind to mind. But if we look at words, it's exactly what we're doing. We're just going mind to paper to someone else's mind. And the, the power in that to me is fascinating, that we can write a sentence and somebody on the other side of the world can connect to that sentence which came out of our mind. They are essentially in our mind and they're reading that sentence in the way that we meant it and they're connected to us just from a few words. I think that's just powerful. Um, as well as the ability to create meaning and symbolism and that the words themselves don't really have important until there's meaning attached to them. And the only way we get that is through our imagination, mind. Um, so there's always relating and connection to using words. And if we get really good at using words, then that means we get really good at connecting with people. And we get really good at relating. And uh, I, I think the reason why, well, this is, they may not know, um, I have uh, an author's name as well. So I have a creative fiction section and then I have a more formal section. Um, the kind of writing I, I work on is twofold. Uh, one is in education, career development, a lot of the formal work and um, more of the metaphysics. And then the other is the uh, fiction. So I play with uh, the short stories and the poetry. Um, all using those those mediums to, to convey these kinds of messages, you know, like the kind of conversations that we have um, are conveyed in through the, the writing. I just find writing to be one of the quickest ways for me to to condense something that I've been either thinking about or that comes to a realization of and transmitting it. And then I always say, you know, whether it's writing a book or, or, or uh, an essay, every extension of us is a product of where we are in, in our evolution. So, you know, I look at the writing from a few years ago and I look at the writing now, the, the, the thoughts are similar. However, the delivery is vastly different. And that's just to show, you know, where, where we are on the scale of our growth. That's, um, I was just watching before this a couple of episodes of uh, King Tut to come up the mystery of King Tut and everything and <laughs> they're sharing that like in the tomb like yeah we know that like everything they're going through like the engineers and the team that's here and the Mets so that way they can bring everything out and everything they're like listen we know that everything looks like glitz and glam and we're going to like tag everything and number it and we're going to have but the thing I want to spend most attention on are all the papers that you find. Bring them, and they go to Carter. He's going to be going through them because that's going to give us the most understanding of who these people really were and, like, what was going on and what the meaning is behind all of these things around. And, like, as I listened to that, I was just like, oh, that's 
yep, that's it. And I was like, oh, that's so perfect. So we're going to talk about words and writing and, like, legacy on here for sure. <laughs> Just a, a quick um, a quick share for, for the viewers as well. If you really want to play with this to, to, and seeing it as a technology, um, you can do this trick. So just wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to have an amazing day. Right? Say it and, and believe it. Say, I'm, go- I'm going to have an amazing day as soon as you wake up. And then just monitor your activity throughout the day. And then because experimentation requires that you, you are open to experiences, the next day, say, this day is going to be horrible right? in the morning. Just say it and observe the experience. <laughs> because the body and the, the subconscious doesn't, it doesn't recognize good and bad, it just recognizes the, the meaning and the programs, it's going to behave according to the words and according to the thoughts. So um, you can play with this in, in different ways. The way that we speak, the way the words that we use, the frame, begins essentially, as, as they say in the, the self-help fields, right, it creates the reality. It literally is creating reality because the meaning comes from the words, and based on that, we have certain thoughts, and then those thoughts become neurotransmitters in the brain, and then from there, it floods through our system. So we're essentially flooding our <laughs> body with either you know, chemicals that will harm us, or chemicals that will really help and heal us, depending on what we say and what we think. So have fun <laughs> with this experiment. Try it in different ways. Um, of course, always leaning towards the positive, but if you really want to go deep with this and see the effects of that, you, I mean, just observe when you're speaking in ways that are potentially harmful to self. You will notice that the body actually responds. Maybe a smile with it as you're writing it, too, to send that, uh, <laughs> that, that confirmation. Today's going to be a great day. Oh, I love those. Um, good tip. Thank you. Um I shared actually on another episode uh, with my friend Ty, it came up, a practice that you taught me um, past, um, of writing a letter to yourself um, that I fell in love with just upon hearing it and then like actually doing it. It's been like special and like, actually, I'm going to write a letter today. Um, Can you share of like writing a letter to yourself? Yeah, so... This is, uh, the letter to the self can be done either two ways. You can write as the future, speaking to you here in the present, or you can write letters to the past, of a past experience of the self. Um, but the basic core is that you really want to make this a sacred experience. So, you know, find your best paper, find your best pen or ink, and what are you going to do if you're writing from the future? is you are thinking about, think about what messages your future self wants you to know. What should you look out for? What should you be paying attention to? Based on how you're envisioning yourself in the future and where you see yourself, because you want to put yourself there, you want to be in that space. Um, So maybe backtrack before that, some visualization, some meditation may be beneficial for this, just to be in that head space of thinking of the future. Um, but once in that space, who are you as this future self? Now, based on where you are there, what does your current self 
need to understand to get to that point. And as you're writing this, you're writing not as the you of now, you're writing this as the view of the future. And so once you finish, you close it up, put it in an envelope, and, and highly recommend actually doing this, writing the address, the return address, and physically putting it in the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Mail it to yourself because it's going to come back to your home, uh, sealed, and then you don't touch it for a period of time. And you can choose how long, you can choose a week, two weeks. The goal is that as you're doing the writing, you're in a subconscious trance state, so you're programming. And then you're supposed to forget about it. Don't don't think about when the letter's coming, don't, you know, don't try to change things. Just live as you're normally doing. And then once your letter arrives, choose your time to open it. And then when you open it and read, the feedback that I've received and what I've personally experienced is if I have three things on there that I suggest to watch out for or to do, two out of those three manifest from from this process, um, having forgotten about it. And I'm like, whoa, man, actually this did happen. And I can actually reference the example of, yes, you know. Um, so it's, it's a valuable technique that we can use with ourselves. We're using imagination, subconscious mind. We're manifesting uh, through this process. And it's fun. You know, who, it's so Who writes fun. letters these days, right? <laughs> we've, it's so fun. We're like, I love real mail so much. Like, a real, a real letter or an unexpected card or anything like that. Like, it really is like... Even if it's, like, I know, like, there's an invitation to a wedding that's going to be coming soonish. Or I get, like, all dressed, like, the day after it hits, I'm like, there's real mail to open, and there's love in this, and there's just, like, attention, and, like, someone took the time to do it. Like, there's so much heart that goes into a piece of real mail, especially to ourselves. Ugh. Hopefully. Yeah, such an organic process. The moment that we start writing, we, like you're saying, we're giving our attention to it. Attention is, is where energy is directed. So the more that we're focused on it, the more, literally, the more energy we're putting into this, this creation, you know, and then we're giving it to someone else. Like, how, how good is that? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So let's take a moment. Let's do a. I'd love to hear you brag for a moment. What are you putting your attention on that you're excited about that's like happening? What's some, what's some exciting stuff happening for you? Um, yeah, so the, the goal is really to continue expanding the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, I am giving more love and attention to my blog, um, and it's increasing in traffic, so I highly recommend uh, visitors to go and read some of those posts. Um, it's a blend of education, career development, metaphysics, and uh, I focus a lot on making this stuff practical. It's like the question is, when I'm reading this, what does it look like? In daily life, and how can I actually how, how can I actually use it? Uh, so it's interesting that uh, so about a few months ago, about four visitors a month to this space, right? Okay. Four visitors, really nice. I really appreciate it. Four, four unique visitors, and then all of a sudden it was about 109. But I looked at it and I said, okay, that's that's a spike, you know, for one week. It's interesting. So I set it down and. Uh, I'm watching the stats, and then it goes to, like, 123. I'm like, okay, is this the same week as the previous? You know, it's not. It's the next week, and then 100 to the next week, and then 100 to the next week. And so at this point, it's something like 400, 500 
visitors a month, the trajectory is increasing, mm-hmm. but it's in direct connection to more of the attention that I'm, I'm putting on it, more love I'm putting into it. So uh, visitors will find uh, my books there as options to purchase. They can also find that on my portfolio. Um, I've written topic, on topics uh, in college, or college life, for how to recognize opportunities. Um, I write content for, this is more of a secret project, but Ooh, uh, exclusive. I will talk a little bit about um, the importance of uh, both healing and elevating the masculine energy. And so there's a project in the works there. Um, visitors will get a sense of where that's going on Instagram, the Divine Masculine, uh, which will be visible on the Mm-hmm. after the podcast um, but really of those projects the Divine Masculine is of high priority and importance um, because of how it's impacting society right now you know and just general relations with, with uh, men and women and masculine feminine energies uh, so we have that project in the works um, I can say it will involve a product that can be utilized by people, so people will be able to have, you know, receive and work with this product, um, as well as some apparel with power words to go to go on that. We'll have that coming out pretty soon as well. Um, yeah, I think it's just continued continued expansion, going with the same strategy of talent and being finding ways to utilize those same abilities and different forms. Um, I just released the store. Um, the store is NobleLetters.com, and so. It's not your traditional store where you go in and you just buy a product to receive. It really is an expression of uh, learning. So my books are there, but there are also very valuable resource links that can be obtained. For example, I've done, I do research sometimes, and it may take a few years to find a very solid, consistent resource for me to use um, that will help me become more efficient. And so what I do is I just share the link, you know, folks can get it for a small investment, um, but it's taken years to find a lot of those resources, so, um, yeah, continuing to, to expand, and I would I would highly recommend visitors to constantly check the blog and the Instagram, because um, I'm notorious for writing, and uh, that's not going to stop. <laughs> Good, we need you. Um... Yeah, highly recommend checking out anything that Trent writes. As you can see, just the level of intent and focus that goes into everything that is being done, including every word spoken in this episode so far, you can feel and truly embody just interacting through the written words as well. So, yeah, and we're coaching. Who are you, like, really finding yourself working with and like really spending more of that one-on-one attention and focus with right now. Sure. On um, regarding career development, um, typically job seekers, um, there are folks who want to update their documents. So I help in a range of you know resumes, cover letters, um, thank you letters. I handle all kinds of communication with clients. Sometimes a request can be uh, how to respond to an email, for example. Um, if they're on the job, how do they, they maximize their first 30 to 60 days? So I cover both the pre, uh, pre-job pre phase, the search, 
as well as the post job while they're on the job and how do they actually navigate the system. So it's not really the job. It's more like how do I actually, how do I use this space, you know, mm. to, to my advantage. Because, you know, if you're doing full-time, you're there 35, 40 hours. So you really want to make that that time invested, not just for the company. You really want to take advantage of it. Um, as far as the more metaphysical work, uh, that age range I find to be around hours like 30s, 30s, sometimes 40s. Um, these are people who also may be interested in career development work. Sometimes they're very successful in their work. However, there's still the sense of anxiety. There's still a sense of stress um, and these, these immaterial barriers that tend to make what they're already doing less enjoyable. Hmm. So I help with meditation um, practice helping them to clear the space, focus, as we talked a lot about here, um, how to direct attention. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and goal setting also. <laughs> I mean, I would say, yeah, goal setting is not, it's such a cliche term. However, it's so important and it's so basic, but it's tough sometimes for, for people to really focus on a goal and understand the steps in the goal. Like, for example, one one client. Here, here is a, a basic example. Uh, the goal is to finish an essay. So, the the, the goal setting involved in that is, what are you going to write with? Like, I go that basic. What are you going to write with? Perfect. Okay. What paper are you going to use? This paper. When are you going to write? On this day. Okay. What time? Mm-hmm. On at this time. Where are you going to put that? Or are you going to record that so that you know and that calendar rings up to remind you? Um, I'm going to put it in my phone. Okay, put it in your phone. Okay, I'm going to do it. No, no, put it in your phone right now. Yes, put it in there. When are you going to remind yourself? Set it for two days. <clears throat> two-day reminder. <clears throat> and then a one-day reminder. Like that basic <clears throat> because it, the goal, goal setting, we're hit with so many media projections of major success that it, it sort of distorts the importance of starting very small, very small goals, step by step, little by little, little by little, and those become the cumulative larger manifestations. It's really not, the way that it's shown, I think, is very, um, it's misleading, hmm. hence why I see the, the need for starting in that way, that's just, that, that basic, so important. Yeah. That's um, keeping it grounded and I'm like, yeah, it's all coming and like celebrating small. It does all sound so cliche, but it's all the truth. Like truth is simple. Like truth yeah. is like this is the groundedness. This is what it is. It's um, I'm in on top of all the others. I'm in a personal development uh, group right now and a uh, personal and a professional development spaces being held right now. Uh, courses and. It's so nice to be, like, in both, like, setting more, like, smaller goals on top of, like, my bigger, like, monthly goals. So it's, like, a little, and see, like, it's just so easy. Especially, like, business-wise, like, oh, cool, four new students, boom, done. And it's just, like, set it. What's going to be done? Keep it simple. Keep it so, yeah, thank you for, uh, yeah. It doesn't need to be all big. No, it's in the small steps of exercising muscles. So if we're, we're going to the gym, right, and we're, we're lifting weights and things like this to get stronger in, in physicality, 
we we have to exercise brain muscles and, and discipline muscles and focus muscles. All that is that's all musculature energetically that uh you know we get we get stronger at so the more that we do it. And then all of a sudden we're like, whoa, wait a minute. If I could focus on writing that essay and I have that skill, I can actually apply that same skill set to everything else that I, I want to accomplish. So goal setting, I did it. I can do that goal setting. I can do that. So what's exciting is I'm seeing, just like moving backwards for listeners, kind of taking this all. So like, amazing, set a goal for over the next like week or two, figure out like the groundedness of it, then that ability to go do some visualization work, write a letter to yourself from two weeks from now, putting it in the mail, and then just like doing those small steps of staying dedicated, and let's see what happens in like two weeks. Um, full circle. Cool. Good. Good magic making. <laughs> Amazing. Um, cool. Is there any other fun whatnots that you want to kind of dive into that you wanted to dance in? I know, like, the divine masculine is always a really big subject that can kind of go. You know, if we want to go there today, we can always do many more of these. Um, but I'm happy to dance in that space, too. Or if there's anything else that's, like, popping up right now, we're like, mm, this wants some um, vibration. Mm. No, I think um, it's just just what I notice is that we we have we have a lot of access to information today, and so as I'm seeing this, I'm I'm sensing the importance of simplifying because there's so much information. We can find information on everything, but if Information is everywhere, and I can access everything. Then how do I know what to choose? How do I know where to look, where to go, where to navigate? And um, this is why a lot of my work focuses on discernment and, and being able to, to, to measure and judge like what's what is viable food for me versus this not being viable food, and um, really how to do that is about getting in touch with, with oneself, sensing, what, how do I feel when I'm exposed to this information? What do I really need? What's important to me? What is my purpose? And it goes back into the assessments, you know, what, what am I good at? What do I want to do? What do I want to create? Why is this important to me? All these questions don't cost any money, but they require time and investment and attention. And so I think if, if anything uh, that I would want to contribute, it would be helping to develop that skill of being able to recognize the difference and doing that by sensing you know, inside. Is it or is it not? Yes, no. This, that, or is it all of it? The only way for me to know is for me to be able to be in touch with myself to, to do that. So, um, yeah, just an observation um, that I, I, I find as we we continue growing, because the internet's going to keep expanding, and it's just going to be this endless, 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 you know, ocean of information. And while it's beneficial to have so much access, 
pick the skill set, the materials, and the individual to know where to even go. It's just, it's long, it's wasteful. It's amazing, it's not useful. Beautiful. And yeah, so I don't know where where that goes as far as, uh, you know, we, we can talk about anything. What I'm yeah. hearing there is one of just like the importance of solitude. And I had a big conversation the other day with someone where they said that they're like, yeah, I'm just like really learning to like enjoy isolation. And I was like, me being me, I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, I was like, don't like isolate. We don't, we don't want isolation, but we do want solitude. I was like, like don't, don't call that it. Don't call in isolation. Call in solitude. Solitude is nice. Um, but also, what I'm hearing there is with the vast like expansiveness that's happening of really being able to have the discernment of who to trust and being able to feel into this is a trusted resource. This is high-caliber people whose intentions are good to just share information that resonates and I can feel the truth and, like, I can feel the warmth. Kind of as you talked before, like, you can just, you felt that warmth of the teachers, like, when you went in, of making sure that, like, you feel a warm, fuzzy feeling with the teachers you're working with. Because if you're not feeling that, then that's a good kind of indicator right there that's just not yours. And not good, not bad, just not yours. Um, kind of what I'm hearing there a little bit. Yeah, it, it's so it's such a power because once that's in place, we're able to navigate any environment, and we will be able to make the optimal decision for for us. You know, like I see the, I observe the the political spectrum, and and we're, you know, on all the sides. In my view, all the sides have these elements of they they sprinkle a little bit of information, but it's so woven within deception, you know, and making that a norm and how that trickles down into society, if our radar isn't sharp, creates confusion in amongst the people. And so we end up wasting time. We end up going into ventures and things that don't serve us. And then we go through the realization, oh, wait, this actually doesn't serve me. Why didn't I realize this, you know, after, you know, 25 years? But I would I would like to assist in cutting that learning curve and be like right out of the, the shoot, you know, much younger and say, whoa, I know exactly. I know what I want to do. I know what I want to create. And I can tell what serves me and what doesn't serve me. I can, I can, I can tell, you know. And I trust that. Um, all that under the guise of, of education. Like, that's what I would call education. Yeah. yeah. You know what's so exciting? Of, we'll give it minimal. There's something big brewing, and it'll be a, a, a coffee chat. Um, of the common thread of almost everyone I'm speaking with on this podcast, but just in general as well of how clear it is of working with kids like it's coming and so i'm very excited to see like what's coming together where we're all going to be like hey kids <laughs> I, I just got off a phone call uh yesterday um this is another another tool that people can use if you are interested if you have a, a business if, you, if you're just a practitioner or you look you're looking to build 
more direct um, networks. The app is called Prefer, P-R-E-S-E-R. And you literally just create an account and you can post your ask. And there are tons of apps in there. So people are asking to connect with others, they're asking if, uh, you know, if you would be an interested client. And all you do is hit X if no, you're not able to help that person, or the heart if you're able to help that person. And then you just have your communication. In any case, I just, uh, I had a conversation with uh, a senior woman from there yesterday. And she is focused on the, the case as well. And it generated a discussion about this the importance of um, equipping them. This is how I see it. So the children, we should be equipping mm -hmm. uh, with these, these very, very important skills because then it would help them uh, immensely, you know, as they grow up. So they can learn the law, they can learn economics, they can be business people, they can be politicians or whatever. Um, and at the back, their foundation is based off of these very strong skill sets, you know, mind, body, and spirit. Um, it is, it is a focus that I'm working on. Um, so just bring up another writing project. So I'll, I'll talk about this very briefly. Uh, there's, um, it is a children's book, and so this story is on children who are very smart, and aliens who arrive to the planet who also very smart. However, uh, the alien planet is dying. And so the aliens, the aliens need a solution. And somehow, for some reason, uh, this representative was sent to Earth to meet the children, not the adults. And there's something very special that this uh, alien will learn from the, the children, the very bright souls. Um, so yeah, it's, it's in development now, and should be done by, this is, end of August, I would say the beginning of October, the completion of the, the first series. That's very um, exciting. But it's a, it's a testament to the, the children, you know, and that they, their in, inherent ability to be imaginative and play and to, to not care about making mistakes, like they have a concept of mistakes. And so if someone says, why did you do that? That was, you know, that was the approach teaches them that you know, we make mistakes and all of those feelings that come with, uh, you know, the guilt and error and things like this. So, um, it's worth giving the children our most attention. Take spirits and little bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, love kids. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just been fun to see, like, conversations with kids. Some are just being fortunate enough to be raised by, you know, adults who have been dedicated into their path right now and, you know, raising them in a conscious way. There's others just, like, amazing star seeds running around that are, like, showing me mudras and just like, oh, look, when I do this, I don't get dizzy. And I'm like, you're amazing. <laughs> like, um, but then there's others where, you know, I personally have shared meditation, mindfulness, and Reiki with foster care system um, in a couple of occasions. And they're so open and receptive to it and just so ready to receive it. And so, like, it's just really exciting where a lot of adults are, start, are coming from it in a place of, like, I need this right now. Like, I need to, like, heal. And, like, we do. And, like, amazing. We're here. We're, like, 
there's just something fun and exciting about kids where they're just excited. There's like, ooh, show me more. Like, oh, yeah, this just makes sense. There's no resistance yet because there's like, oh, this is truth. Like, yeah, that feels good. Like, yeah, that, yeah, this is just what we do. Oh, try this? Okay, I'll try this because it's new. And, like, we're all kids when we allow ourselves to be like, oh, experiment, try this. Oh, yeah, that does feel good. Oh, yeah, that does work. Cool. Thanks. Like, yeah. That's what it looks like without all the layers of stuff, you know, all the gunk that accumulate over time. They just don't have it. It's all play. Inherent openness, like you're saying. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a reminder that I share in ceremony or just, like, with people and, just, like, with myself, too. I was like, it's all play. It's all play. Like, it's all of this is play. We try something out. We give it a go. We do things. We have fun, like, hopefully. Like, did we play? Have we played yet? Did we laugh yet today? Like, go play. Go swing on a swing. <laughs> It's not so bad. It, that, that goes into the, the words, you know, the, the power of words, how it's described, you know. Kids aren't talking about how, how hurtful it is and how bad it is that everybody's looking at me. I tread. Everybody's looking at me. It's so bad, you know. This, this language doesn't exist for them yet until they, until they learn it, you know. Do you have a favorite word? A favorite word? I like I like names. Hmm. It's not a favorite word. I think I I like names because names the tones of certain names and the meaning of words. Hmm. While you uh allow your mind to percolate on that, it's been fun where maybe I'll find the uh, study. But I had this theory for a while growing up of wanting to know the impact that our name has on the way that we develop as a being. Because I just felt like because you're hearing those sounds all the time, and, like, before I really understood the depth of how, you know, what vibrational medicine, before I really understood that, I was like, I wonder how that's impacting what's going on. There was a study uh, recently released where someone is going really into the depth of uh, the vibrational impact and development on all sounds and all words, but then also specifically with our names. Yeah. And, that, like, I just find that so fascinating. So as you said, like, ooh, I like names. Like, I've always had an interesting, like, we don't choose, oh, we chose it as we came down. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a certain level of, like, huh, like, that's just kind of big, such a big part of our development. Yeah. hearing that name all the time so like when people do like name changes and that doesn't resonate like watching the shift of them grow um, this you just got me excited and a book recommendation it is called Numbers The Powerful Bridge Beyond by Joanne Justice right? uh, this book is very extensive it's, it's Chaldean uh, numerology so we're, we're looking at with the Chaldeans, we're looking at uh, Babylonia, Babylon, we're looking at um, a lot of these ancient people, and they did precisely that. They named based off of the vibration, and we're about to go, we're about to go pretty deep in this right now, based on the, the vibration, and so that the tone, the, collect, the collective tone is connected to 
personalities and archetypes. So an individual that is given that name, as they're being called it, we are we're sending the tone to that individual and they are receptive to it. So we do this long enough, we develop a relationship with the tone. So they 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 would do that. I think today a lot of times we just we have names, we just make we have names. You know, but the names they used to use in the past and I, I, I totally see that we can do this. Um, I'll, I'll share a tip in a sec. Um, they would use names based on a certain meaning and also very much the tonality, the mathematics of it. Um, the reason why is because the sound, sound is, sound is everything in this century, right? And so when we're looking at, when we're looking at condensed sound as in like a mantra or a heka, uh, this is this is also considered magic. It's also engineering. A heka or a mantra is a condensed tone, which is it's a thing. It is a it's a it's a it's a, it's a being. In other in other words, it's an angel, which is another way of saying angel, or another way of saying a nature, another way of saying a spirit. In that, when we say person, we were saying P-E-R is per, right? One, son is sona, is sound. So when a, a person is a persona, is a one sound. And then we have a personality. But we can change personality. We can alter personality, which means we can alter persona. We can alter the sound. When we alter the sound, we have access to certain abilities and certain capacities. And so what a mantra does is when we use the particular mantra, we're accessing a personality in that moment that then allows us to express in certain ways. So we're, we're connecting with angels, the angel of the sound. We manifest, it's really not from outside, but it's from within, we manifest the sound, which is a personality, which is an angel, to accomplish certain things. And that gets into like really deep, ways of manifesting by what's called miracles. So rather than like saying, I really wish this to happen, I really wish this to happen, we, we, we actually could utilize a mantra, an angel, to manifest certain capacities that allow us to use certain talents to then get the work done successfully. Um, and that's, that's a whole skill in, it, in itself. Um, the technique for, for names though, if we have a name that we don't connect to, let's say we're a name that we want to change, or we're in our ascension process, uh, one recommendation is to take on a new name. And that doesn't mean you have to go and you know, change a name at the, the DMV. You can just have your name in the, the world, right, where we're living. And that's for your bills and your house and stuff. But then you can acquire or create your own or take on another name. For yourself that other people don't have to know about maybe they do know about it but when you're doing your work you are acknowledging that you are utilizing this other name this is the, the you that you're manifesting and you're doing that because you want to acquire or manifest different persona different personalities so you're using another name to connect to the angel of that Oh, we think so deep. This is so good. <laughs> it's, it's like that science is 
I see why that client is not like all out there, you know. But it's it's in language when when people are talking about you know the angels are talking about connecting to spirits. It's all these are all sounds. They're all they're manifested by tonality and sound in the way that we can directly connect to them. Is through the power words, the words of power, the mantra, the the hekka. That's that's what it is. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Yes, I speak. Is it? I speak. With these words, I create. Yeah, Hebrew. It's Hebrew for with these words, I create. Like quite literally, what we are saying, we are creating. Um, another like tool that can be used of writing out your mantras and personalities, also just playing with vibrations, going on and doing like sophia frequencies or binaural beats, and like even like YouTube, like. The internet has everything. Feeling out and having fun, go to the you know amusement park of YouTube and putting in like a feeling that you want to feel and like vibrational frequency, like and they're there. And for us, like to play with them, the different sounds and like I love going to sleep to them or taking a nap to them, especially on the day like recharge. It's like go lay out somewhere and like take a snooze and like go, and it's like such a nice reset or it's like an uplift. Um, it's always always fun and people feel free like I know that the community that's listening to this so many are on this journey right along with us and like so it's fun just already feeling the circles as like you and I are talking like feeling those who are, who are tuning in and like kind of being a part of it, it's really fun um like feel free to share your favorites of like different videos and things going on uh underneath here as well um yeah good stuff what was the name of the book again uh, that book is called, I'm looking at it right here, it's called Numbers, The Powerful Bridge Beyond by Joanne Justice. Well, I'll add it to the show notes. Yeah, I happened to find her um, through a contact on LinkedIn. Uh, my contact just happened to mention a uh, numerological uh, assessment, and so she gave me her as a reference. And I checked out a website. This book is extremely difficult to find elsewhere. You you will you will only really find it on her website. Okay. And if you because I've searched and when I did find it, it was in like Germany, somewhere out of the United States, and the book was about like four hundred dollars. Um, but for her, I think it's like twenty five or thirty five, quite direct for her. And um, the why she's interesting is because her mother was a specialist in. Chaldean numerology, and her mother built a uh, computer program. When you see when you see the book and you go to the website, you'll see why it's so uh, it's so technical in terms of the math and the numbers. Uh, because every everything as they're showing has a connection to to number and sound. So she the mother built a computer program um, to do assessments for people. They mm-hmm. they would give the name. Um, personal name, if they wanted to, you know, move, they could do this assessment, this numerology, to choose the ideal address based on the, the name of the street, hmm. you know, based on the city, the state, all of these uh, assessments being done through the, the program. And uh, so Joanne's mother passed, and then Joanne decided to continue the work, so she advanced the computer program. And... Um, completed the book. Her mom started this work. But very, very interesting 
stuff. You can, um, in the book, you can learn how to do it yourself, so you don't even really need to go to a neurologist for it. Um, she will give you her time. If you buy the book, you can call her up on the phone, so she's a direct uh, contact for you at that point. But really, once you go in, you can, you can practice how to do uh, the calculations yourself. You can calculate everything. Your name, your address, like what car you want to buy, should you wear a you know black shirt on this day or a red shirt? Um, uh, your friend's name, you know, like if you want to do that, you can calculate, you know, your your companion's name, you know, calculate organization's names, and all of that data will give you this this map, you know, not telling you what to do, but giving you perspective on what could be done. You know, fascinating. Incredible and. I trust you'll share that link with me so I can include that in the show notes. Amazing. Um, Thank you. Cool. So, someone hands you a microphone. You're going to black out to the entire world. This message is everything's going to go silent and it's going to be translated to whatever language it needs to be translated to in that moment to reach the ears of everybody in the world. What is the one statement that you say? Uh, My favorite is, uh, and I don't know how I would inspired by this, but I kept it to myself as a quote, because that's how it came out. Um, but it's, uh, become the ultimate artist and create yourself, and become the ultimate scientist and study yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that really encapsulates my, my own journey and uh, what's really what they consider the, the great work. Beautiful. Love it. Changing lives. One sentence, two sentences at a time. Love it. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, I love you dearly, and thank you for taking time. And we will chat very soon, and I look forward to hearing all the goodness that comes from the listeners who chimed in as well, joining in on our circle today. The important thing uh, is for those who are listening, it's practice. So information is one thing. The importance is putting this stuff to work. So any gem in here, um, it's important to take it to the next level on how do I use this. It it has to get to that point, otherwise it's just sitting and glorifying it. The important thing is really put this to work um, and definitely share. I would like to know who's who's practicing or who has been observing and done the better. That would be fun to know. Amazing. Cool. Well, we'll have to do a recap and we'll go through and, like, see people to things and connect. Well, something just burst out of that. Cool. All right. We'll talk soon, and I'm sure we'll be sharing with our space listeners very soon. Got it. Thank you. All right, Starshines, that wraps up another episode of Into the Heart Space. As always, thank you for your presence and for your love and for being all that you are. For more information about what we're up to, if you want to explore working more with me one-on-one, whether that's Reiki healing, learning Reiki, or exploring any other you know, higher consciousness content that's being pumped out there, feel free to check out at heartspace.co or come over and say hello to me personally on Instagram at I am Kelly Keefe. I will see you next time. And as always, be you, be true, and stay beautiful. I love you so, so, so much. Ciao, ciao.